Oh, hey everybody, it is 6.59, it's Friday evening, and it is the first day of March 2024. March 1st, 2024. That's right, coming up on the end of the first quarter soon. We'll get there, don't worry about it. And it's uh, my birthday in a month. It is uh, Easter in less than a month. We got an early Easter this year. That's on the 31st, so um, it's going to be a good, good month. We're going to make the best of it. And tonight, we're going to kick it all off. Matt is in studio. We're hanging out here. Matt, how you doing? Hello, Francis. Everybody was very happy to have you on board Friday, Saturday night with John Ward, and it turned out to be a really nice conversation. It was a lovely night. Did you see the Did you see all the uh, the kind of behind-the-scenes teasers that he released? What did you think about that? I think he did a good job. Yeah. Very professional. Yes, I think that we had a great time, and I can't wait to see what happens with it. So uh, Matt and I are here tonight. We are chilling out on a Friday. It's uh, a little chilly outside. I heard it's going to be raining from morning to no morning to evening tomorrow. And uh, what do we have on tap this evening? Well, here's what we have. Um, we're going to do a little bit of, I don't know, just some headlines over here, just uh, warm up a little bit. I am going to have a special hotline open, which will just be standing, and who who knows what comes through. But I want I have a joke hotline. It's Friday night. If you have a really good joke you want to tell, um, call in, and I'm going to give you the the hotline number. We uh, we repurpose these numbers all the time so that we could just organize the calls better. So it's Friday, so I want to hear some jokes. I have one that was submitted to me, which is what I said. You know what? Let's see what else anybody else has. Um, other than that, we're going to jump into the Puff Daddy honeypot plot that is uh, is being uncovered uh, more so than ever before in all of the the passing headlines I've seen. But the um, but uh, a, a lot of digging and sharing of information in the Gilded chat today as I was writing the show, and I wanted to jump into the Puff Daddy thing, but um, but you know it, it's all what. All of the recent news is really just a precursor to jump back into 2018. Um, when a very obscure news story hit the wire, very weird thing that happened and then kind of went away for all those who weren't um, that weren't expecting it. And then, of course, for those of us who just uh, filed it under, whoa, that was weird. Um, but there was a shooting at a, nobody got shot, but there was shots fired at a Trump hotel in 2018. Matt, do you remember this? In D.C.? No, I, th I believe it's in Florida. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's in Florida. There's a hotel in Florida? Yeah, he's all over the place. But I'll, I, I'm going to, we'll, we'll get into all this stuff. It's a really interesting one. <coughs> God bless you. Thank you. you Sorry. You all right? I'm dying. Oh, man. Well, everything's going to be all right soon, then. Here's what I also have. At some point tonight, i gotta, I got to unbox this gift that was sent to me by Twisted Wizard um, around the holidays. And I said, listen, man. Is it a dildo? It's a huge dildo. And we're going to open it up on air tonight. Such a thoughtful gift. I know. Sent it to the P.O. box, and it is handmade. A handmade dildo? This is going to be wow. interesting. Yeah, so, so I, many activities you can do with it. I know, I know. So many places you can throw it, plant it. Anyway, there's that. I also have this. I have this, in this and that's going to be in the second half of the show. Also in the second half of the show, I'm going to um, pull the names, three names for the three prizes we have over here. 
Lucifer's Hammer, Matt's uh, National Emergency Text Message Notes, and also Jay Gulinello's Washington's Medical Examination Notes. So those three things, and uh, there you have it. Thank you for everybody who contributed Super Chats over the last two weeks. It's very nice of you. Um, those are very, very important, and, um, and we can have fun with it too. All right, so here we go. It's just me and Matt. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Now, let's get into the nitty-gritty here. Did you hear? Now, yesterday, when I when I came to I came to the subject of Texas again, which they're being ravaged by the the storm the um the fire in the panhandle, which now people are calling uh, at least on an agricultural sense a total loss or something like that that these cattle farms, everything is just being destroyed, which is huge. Another strain, um, another huge feather to add to the cap of anybody that might be delighting in the further strain of all of our supplies and all of our, uh, you know, all of our uh, supply chains and, and whatnot. So there's that. But like I said yesterday, there was a strange, strange moment in this Joe Biden press conference where he, where some people think that he was um, giving a little bit of... Uh, I don't know, a Freudian look behind the curtain of directed energy weapons or anything like that, when he made this very strange comment about having the right kind of roof. Okay, take a listen to this. This is 14 seconds long. And like I said, I, I sounds like it actually happened. If you have better context for this, you let me know. But just telling you, this is what people had caught yesterday, and I figured I'd throw it up there for consumption because a lot of, if you fly over these areas that are burned to the ground you'll see in the midst of 20 homes that are just totally destroyed one home sitting there because they had the right roof on it and anyway since i took office femas provided texas alone i just i don't know what that means um still looking for a little bit more uh afterwards and maybe about 10 seconds leading up to that i couldn't find it but uh what the hell does the white right roof have to do with anything? Like uh, in Hawaii. I know. Well, I know. I know what the implications. I know what people would um, would think he is talking about. But it's just it's very odd little moment from yesterday. Um, another thing that we have over here is that Elon Musk has announced that this new AI tool that is built into Twitter. It's called Grok. I've never used it. I know some people do. Um, says that the in the next coming, well, a week or two, Grok is going to be able to summarize these gigantic laws, these bills that are brought to Congress for passing before they are passed by Congress so that you'll know what their real purpose is. Nice. So it's, um, you know, they have these these 1,600 page or, or, or more. Yeah, and you have to finish them in three days, they, right? And they give them, like, time to vote for it, like, at the last minute. Yeah. AI, again, I mean, some of these AI tools would be able to consume that in less than five minutes. And then, of course, you're going to get a community note battle over what's going on there. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Just be, it'd be interesting to see what comes up with it. Uh, because I'll tell you, from using some of the tools that are available right now to analyze the shows, the fact that fairly affordable consumer grade technology exists right now where I can go and upload a two hour show and 
over the course of five minutes or less, these uh, the, these tools will analyze everything. They'll make a transcript of the entire show. They'll analyze the text, and then they will be able to pick out clips. Some of them are not complete enough. Some of them, you know, it's not it, it's it's not very it's not too intuitive. I'm sure it's going to get a lot better as time goes on. But what it's able to pick out, what it's able to identify as important, relevant, and grade it also on how well the, the, the topics discussed in the clip is trending or not is, is pretty incredible. So I have no doubt in my mind that it wouldn't be able to, it, uh, these things would not be able to consume straight text and, and just break down what the hell's being said and what is being proposed. You know, um, I don't know how it makes it easier, but uh, perhaps, I don't know, perhaps it has a, a, some sort of a, a positive effect on what is otherwise a very shadowy business of stealing from us and making everything around us worse. So, um, yeah, anyway. Okay, so let me go on from there. Now we have this. As far as Ukraine goes, Pentagon chief, this is from Zero Hedge. If Ukraine is defeated, NATO will be at war with Russia. This is the single most important, dangerous, and highly revealing statement from a top defense official at the in the West in a long time. It also demonstrates the precarious urgency of the moment and the huge stakes going on into November U.S. election. The world truly stands on the precipice of a nuclear nightmare with the following fresh assertion of Biden's Secretary of State of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who said before Congress on Thursday, said the following, if Ukraine fails, I really believe that NATO will be in a fight with Russia. So why don't they just go and fight them now? I, I, They're going to wait to see if, like, well, they kill... Hundred thousand more Ukrainians or something? I don't know, dude. It, it's um, it's something I can't uh, I can't even I can't even fathom at this Why point. Are they so scared of Russia. They're not scared of Russia. I know. Um, they want to destroy it, and uh, they they want to destroy us along the way. I mean, it's just it's just nuts to hear this. I mean, you you, you forget about the subject being Russia for a moment. You know, imagine. Imagine you're the leader of any fictional nation that happens to be in Russia's position. And this is the mess, the public messaging that you are hearing put out there into the world. There, I mean, there is more than enough reason for them to attack preemptively at this point. You know, when psychos tell you that their main objective is to support any number of plans that end in your nation being destroyed. Then, then what are you waiting for? You know, and I'm not begging for them to do anything because obviously here I am in the blast radius with so many other people, hundreds of millions of people. I'm not definitely not begging for it, but I'm just trying to assess the situation. What is being said out loud in the face of certain defeat of Ukraine? It almost seems to me that at this point, the only chance we have of this and not ending in the worst possible way is if Zelensky himself snaps out of his two-year cocaine binge and actually sues for peace. But then at that point, if he did that, he would certainly be killed by his current sponsors and his death will be blamed on Russia to do whatever the hell they wanted to do anyway. I, I'm just trying to just to see where things go. I, I don't know. Unless we have like a, a 
an ex machina moment somebody han solo shows up at the last moment i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know what it is but that's just insane man that is just saying we know that if putin is successful here he will not stop he will continue to take more aggressive actions in the region no and other leaders around the world, their autocrats around the world, will look at this and be encouraged by the fact that this happened and we failed to support a democracy. It is the most empty, ridiculous language I've ever read. And I'm sure to hear it come out of his fat mouth would be even less impressive. Isn't that something else, dude? Anywho, that's what we have in the opening here. Um, there was oh there was a naked woman that was on on Venice Beach in California swinging a a spiked club around it at another homeless woman vagrant. And they had a a moment of clashing right there on the on the beach. They missed all vital organs and their heads, but still it's just <laughs> I was watching that I was watching that before I didn't know who to root for. I eventually just clicked it off and went back a, along my way. Anywho. Let's get this one started. Matt is in tow. I don't know if Anthony's going to stop by, but I left the door open. We will be right back. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Leaving? Okay. Anthony's leaving. Ooh. Okay. Welcome. Okay, so we're not going to have Anthony in tow. I thought that he would uh, he would enjoy the subject matter here tonight. But uh, we still have Matt. 
we still have two out of three branches of government working for us, and that ain't bad. Where's that from? Uh, Mars Attacks. You damn right it is. <laughs> I should watch. Should watch that movie again soon. That's a great film. Truly a great film. All right, guys. Okay, gals. Let us jump right in to a joke. This came in today, and I just wanted to say that uh, throughout the evening, we have a... That's not this, what the hell I have. Strange Love Story Hotline. That is from... Uh, Ooh, that sounds erotic. Yeah, well, that's from Valentine's Day when Lauren and I did the show over here. Joke Hotline. See? It was a joke. I'm here. I'm here. It was a joke. I'm here. It was a joke. Don't fucking say nothing, Sal. You know, I have to get that scene for my uh, for for the show just for just for a break, especially during uh, June, f during Pride Month. I should get all the the funny um, un <laughs> the funny gay scenes. It was a joke, anyway. Um, so the joke hotline is open. If you want to send something in before we get into the Puff Daddy thing, because that is not a joke. I'm not gay. I never was. Blood pressure medication. <laughs> Listen to this, Matt. This came in from Michael Rosner. He said, Frank, after 20 years of marriage, Bubba and Betty Sue were lying in bed one evening when Betty Sue felt Bubba began to fondle her in ways that he had it in quite some time. It almost tickled as it... Okay, you know what, kids? Get out of here for a second. No, Frank. They need to learn. Like I learned. we learned. From our parents. The way they learn from their parents. I, I, Uncle Frank's got to tell your, your parents a joke, and you, you just won't, you won't understand yet. Okay? Three, two, one. They're gone. Uh, they're lying in bed one evening, Bubba and Betty Sue, when Betty Sue felt Bubba be, uh, begin to fondle her in ways that he hadn't in quite some time. It almost tickled her as his fingers started at her neck and then began moving down past the small of her back. Then he caressed her shoulders and neck, slowly worked his hands down over her breasts, stopping just over her lower stomach. Then he proceeded to place his hand on her inner arm, caressed past the side of her breast again, working down her side, passed gently over her buttock, and down her leg to her calf. Then he proceeded up her inner thigh, stopped just at the uppermost part of her leg. He continued in the same manner on her right side, and then suddenly stopped, rolled over, and started to watch TV. As she had become quite aroused by his caressing, she asked in a loving voice, That was wonderful. Why did you stop? Bubba looked at her and said, I found the remote. Shit. <laughs> I was starting to get a boner. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> I, found uh, the remote. I found the remote. So that's a, that's a good one. I really enjoyed that. It's just sitting there in my inbox. I said, thank you. Please send some more jokes to me in the inbox. I can throw that into the uh, into the notes easily, and we will um, we'll be on our way. So there you go. 914-369-1236. I enjoyed it. That, that's, I feel so bad for Betty Sue. I feel so bad for her. She, it sounded like she needed a little loving. Okay, all right. Um, let's go into what we have over here. Now, this is the story 
uh, according to the the latest of the story, according to the Los Angeles Times, just a couple of days ago. All right, um, here it is. Window capture up. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Diddy's love producer, Lil Rod. There's a lot of little lils out there. Lil, 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 Dewey Cox, Lil Nutsack. Lil Rod accused him and associates of sexual assault and illicit behavior. Producer Rodney, Lil Rod Jones, had filed a bombshell lawsuit against Sean Diddy Combs accusing the embattled media mogul of sexually harassing and threatening him over more than a year, as well as securing footage of Diddy and several of his associates involved in illicit behavior and alleged sexual assault. Jones, who seeks $30 million in the federal lawsuit, named several high-profile figures in the entertainment business in the complaint. But only Diddy's son, Justin Combs, Universal Music Group Chief Executive Lucian Charles Grange, former Motown Records Chief Executive Ethiopia Habermariam, Chalice Recording Studios record label and Diddy's Chief of Staff Christina Corum, Love Records and Comb Enterprises. Combs Enterprises are names as defendants. That when that, so pretty much we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. And I wanted to open up with this because then we're going to go into the big the big dive that I think is going to be really interesting. We can take that even into the second half. First, let me take a call from the joke line. Hey, uh, 502, you're live on the joke line. Give us something that we are we all are in need of right now. Go ahead. Hey, 502. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. You're right. You're on. Hi. Hey. This <laughs> is to tell you a joke, right? Yes, joke line. Okay. How do you make a hormone? <laughs> how do you make a I've heard this one. There's a couple of different answers, but how do you make a hormone? You don't pay her. Ah, oh, yes. You just don't pay. Well, thank <laughs> you for that one. See, that was a quick exchange. This is that's <laughs> <laughs> this is your friend in Guatemala, by the way. Well, that makes it even better then, because it came long distance. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Way long. But anyway. I appreciate love, you. Love your show. Well, I, I love your call. Thank I you so much. I appreciate you too, Craig. I really do. Hey, you know, uh, you, the last time you called in, you were talking about the, uh, the, the, um, the, the trails and the pathways and the routes that people take as they're making the trek up to the U.S. That, uh, that has been... Covered, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's been covered so extensively uh, since then because there's so many more people who are uh, in what, like Western media who actually care about what's going on right now that are embedding themselves inside of some of these caravans to actually uh, report on the conditions along the way. And I, I keep thinking about your call. Thank you for calling in again tonight. Thrilled that you remember that. Yeah, it is. It is a big deal, and and you know, keep in mind too, all these governments here are really complicit in this. Mm -hmm. Nobody, you know, all these people they're passing, you know, they come through Panama, and it's all NGOs helping them. Well, again, like, again, it's all it's all the UN and all the people. Anyway, love you, Frank. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too, and thank you for bridging the gap between us and South America. I didn't all right. even know they had electricity in Guatemala. Oh, indeed, they do. Indeed, they do. Nine. We still have the joke line open. I'm I'm just cutting away for this a little bit because uh, I I wanted to get a joke. The hormone joke. We've gotten that one. Anyway, here we go. Back over here. 
Back over here, the Chicago-born producer who produced nine songs on Diddy's 2023 The Love Album, Off the Grid, filed the lawsuit on Tuesday in U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York in the 75-page complaint obtained Tuesday by the Times. His attorney, Tyrone Blackburn, said that Jones' life had been detrimentally impacted ever since. Uh, he said that he was under an implied work-for-hire agreement with Combs and that he lived with the recording giant for months at a time in Combs' homes in Los Angeles, New York City, and Miami. Throughout his time with Mr. Combs, that's Puff Daddy, Mr. Jones witnessed, experienced, and endured many things that went far beyond his role as a producer on the Love album. The multi-instrumentalist, describing himself as a heterosexual Christian man, alleged that he was the victim of constant, unsolicited, and unauthorized groping and touching of his anus. What touching of his anus? By Mr. Combs. Wait, like he just... It didn't even start with touching, just touching his ass. It just went straight to him touching his raw anus. See, that's what I understand. I don't understand either. I I wonder about it because you know I'm I'm thinking, uh, well you know that is a, ah, that I mean that that's a that's a pretty that's it's a, a big pretty, jump. Yeah, it's one thing to say my ass got grabbed. It's another thing to have your anus touched. Yeah. What was it in a shower? Uh, yeah, was it in the shower? Like the. What did that's, uh, that's anyway weird? You know, it's all very weird. Um, uh, you know, Sean will be sh- okay. That's what he says, and was uncomfortable with Mr. Mrs. Mr. Combs' advances, expressing his complaints to Diddy's chief of staff, who allegedly told him, "You know, Sean will be Sean. He's gonna touch your anus if he wants to. Listen, he's gonna you touch just your let anus." Him. It's what? like it's like the Chappelle show skit. You ever remember that one where he was Pete Diddy? Yeah, when he did the with the making the band. <laughs> this is pure Cambodian. Yeah, I, I drink only the finest of breast milks. Cambodian breast milk. Anyway, Blackburn described Corum as the Ghislaine Maxwell. Corum being the chief of staff, the Ghislaine Maxwell to Sean Combs, Jeffrey Epstein, and now that is huge mm-hmm. because what we're what this is really all about. This is not just about some. Obviously, whenever you talk about somebody like a. A Jeffrey Epstein or anybody in that in that uh, that position, there is a level of self indulgence. You just partake in the craziness. You partake in the in the depravity that you you peddle in. You know that you are protected, and you just give in and you indulge. Why not? It's just a life of vice, and violence and abuse and whatever. So there's always a level of self indulgence, but. This is so much like the Jeffrey Epstein situation. As we get into this, you'll see. He also alleged that Combs tried to groom him into engaging in sex with fellow producer Stephen Aaron Jordan, Stephen Stevie J, and promised to make sure that Mr. Jones wins producer of the year at the Grammys if he engaged in homosexuality. He also provided Jones with alleged footage of people involved in sexual activity at Combs' home which Jones believed was procured through hidden cameras throughout Diddy's properties. So there's a... There, the dude, the whole thing is a honeypot. Whole thing is a honeypot plot. Big trap. Mr. Combs possesses compromising footage of every person that has attended his freak-off parties and his house parties, the complaint said. Upon information and belief due to the treasure trove of evidence that he has in his possession, Mr. Combs believes that he is above the law and is untouchable. See, now, whenever somebody believes that they are above the law and untouchable, 
it's probably not because they are a very popular musician. When they're acting like this, it's probably because they're plugged into something bigger than the brand that they have built throughout their their career. Uh, Jones also alleged that he was sexually assaulted by a cousin or assistant of rapper Young Miami, who had dated Diddy, was sexually harassed and assaulted by Oscar winner Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, dude, he actually uh, was uh, got in trouble for some type of, I guess, sexual assault recently. I, I don't know if it was against another guy, though. Well, the, I mean, the, over here it is. The obtained footage of a rapper and an R&B singer whose names have been redacted from the complaint. Consort- oh, sure. uh, oh, yeah, no, there, there's other things in there, too. It is, um, uh, I think, Chris Brown. Chris Brown is, is implicated in this as well. Uh, since then, uh, uh, Puff Daddy's abuse of Usher and abuse of a then underage, grossly underage Justin Bieber has been coming back up again too. Um, but the R&B singer whose names have been redacted from the complaint consorting with underage girls and sex workers. On several occasions, Mr. Combs took Mr. Jones' cell phone and began recording himself. As a result, Mr. Jones has secured hundreds of hours of footage and audio recordings of Puffy, his staff, and his guests engaging in serious illegal activity. The producer said that he secured irrefutable evidence of illicit activity, including Combs providing laced alcoholic beverages to minors and sex workers at his homes, and rappers' acquisition, uh, use, and distribution of ecstasy, cocaine, GHB, ketamine, marijuana, and mushrooms, as well as displaying and distribution of unregistered illegal firearms. Jones said that he was uh, he was at chalice recording studios in los angeles when a shooting took place on september 12 2022 and accused combs of giving him quote strict instructions to inform the police that combs had nothing to do with the shooting he also forced mr jones to lie to the police by telling them that g was shot standing outside the studio by a drive-by assailant so i guess it was puffett actually shot somebody god knows how many people he's done that to he's killed a lot of people jones alleged that he's he still has the blood-stained clothing he wore that day while helping the victim and provided screenshots of the aftermath of the restroom where G was shot by either Mr. Combs or Jay Combs. Jones also accused Corman of instructing her staff, that's the chief of staff, Corman, to retrieve drugs so she could provide them to Combs for his consumption. He, he uh, also said that the footage shows that Diddy's son, Christian Combs, drugging and sexually assaulting a woman. Additionally, he accused Combs of detailing how he planned to leverage his relationship with, uh, with TJ, uh, uh, T.D. Jakes to soften the impact of his public image of the Cassie Ventura lawsuit. Now, the Cassie Ventura lawsuit, they were together for a while. Mm-hmm. That came out in November, December. Again, something I just saw in the headlines and said, oh, okay, another, uh, another Hollywood relationship that was abusive the whole time, going sour and now going public, whatever. Um, but now it's there's other things here that we're going to get into uh, the rape and abuse lawsuit filed and settled last November he settled that quickly I think for 30 million began Diddy's precipitous fall from grace over the past several months since then Diddy has been accused of sexual assault by additional women and stepped down from his position as chairman of Revolt TV the media company he co-founded in 2013 
In a Tuesday statement to the Times, Combs attorney Sean Holly called Jones a liar and accused him of shamelessly looking for an undeserved payday. Now, that's all that is the that's the, the stage setter right here. Now, I've heard that he was gay for years before this shit even started to come out. You see, the gay thing is we'll get into that. That's the that's well, really, yeah. Well, he's a predator or whatever. With, with the the Cassie thing, I mean, when I was reading into this stuff today, there too, there's a lot of different things that are either alleged or insinuated. For example, uh, apparently, apparently, it is alleged that uh, Puff had a he had a hand in Kid Cudi's car blowing up. Like he was jealous that Kid Cudi and Cassie had some kind of relationship in the past. I and he blew know his. That, that happened. Yeah, uh, Lauren's probably going to hate that. Well, La- yeah, Puff Lauren. Daddy. Uh, I think he definitely had Biggie killed. Lauren loves Kid uh, Kid Cudi. Um, so the, that's a lot. Of what's been going on here? But the thing that really roped me in, why I said that this might have to be a Friday night show, is this guy Jonathan Audie. Now. This is something that I remember being very obscure story that we may or may not probably not have touched in 2018. I probably outside of the outside of the fact that it was a, a shooting um, at the Trump National Doral Miami Hotel. Um, and he was the one responsible. We probably just recorded talked about that because I don't remember doing a dive into this. But this ki- this guy, Jonathan Audie, he's a South African male escort who shot up a Trump hotel in 2018, and then he gave some pretty extreme testimony about what was driving him to do it and the danger that Trump is facing and the the outer facade of of what hip-hop as an industry is actually masking. And and, uh, and far, far more. It is essentially the, the movie that departed times 10. And the reason why people are going back and revisiting this testimony from five years ago now is that the Cassie, um, the Cassie lawsuit is actually is actually uh, legitimizing a lot of things that he was saying. It lines up pretty damn good on a lot of what he was saying. Um, so I, I have some things here. I have some clips I wanted to show you, and I want you to take a listen to this because he goes into first here. Uh, here are some of the, the 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 liner notes on this before we get into the actual quotes. Uh, and thank you, AK on uh, Gilded for helping me get a lot of these notes together. Uh, here's what he says, just a little bit of a cliff notes of what he says inside of this 37-minute testimony, 35-minute testimony that you can watch on the internet. Maybe I'll get this into the into some of the rotations over the weekend. Who knows? He says that Diddy is in uh, the boule. That's the, uh, the, the black branch of the Illuminati. Uh, he goes about uh, the select with this... Uh, he goes on about the select few that run the country. This guy is all up into that. He talks about satanic ritual abuse being a part of the about of, of their modus operandi, the way that they bond and all that stuff. He brings up Diddy's attorney, uh, Mark Garagos, which is true, hundred percent true. Garagos was the one who represented Michael Jackson. He actually accuses Garagos in here of being the one who murdered Michael Jackson with the propofol, put him to sleep for good. Um, he represents Diddy, he represents Kesha, a couple other people there too. Um, he mentions the Illuminati card game and how there's a, this, this game that they, that they play 
meant to pre-program people. Well, we talked a little bit about the Illuminati card game as well. We did a whole show on it. Um, so I would love to dig back into that as far as the, um, the background of it all. But he talks about Hamas. He talks about uh, what's going on. He claims that Garagos contacted the FBI, the CIA, and the Secret Service in order to have them have him followed and to have him terrorized because of what he knows and all that stuff. And um, he claims that Ciroc Vodka is a front, that it can't have made all of that money that Diddy claims it did, and that the reason it's so lucrative is because they're using planes, the Ciroc planes, to import drugs. Which, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it just it sounds so damn plausible at this point. He said drugs that Diddy uses, that Cassie uses, Diddy spikes Ciroc bottles and uh, hands them out to models and others on yachts, corroborated by two separate women suing Diddy right now who claims that they were given drinks that were spiked and that afterwards lost consciousness and then were uh, sexually assaulted. That there's a hate agenda being promoted against Trump, that they want him out of the government. Claims that Diddy, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled are all gay. Khaled is a Hamas supporter. And that uh, hip-hop agenda is promoted because intelligence agencies want to move drugs in the U.S. And some of these rappers buy, uh, 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 and use some of these rappers by partnering with them in brand deals such as Ciroc. So here's the first one up. Here's a, dude, I, dude, I know. I know. This is five years ago. And now people are, are going back to listen to this, this interview, this interrogation. Now, the first thing he did was he went into Trump Doral, Miami. And he had a handgun. And he just started shooting the place up. Did not shoot anybody. He's shooting at the ceiling. He's just firing rounds. He goes and grabs the American flag. He lays it out on the front desk, starts firing rounds. The police come there. He surrenders, all that stuff. He's obviously, he's having a mental break, but the, you know, people are wondering, why is he doing this with the American flag? He's a new American citizen. He obviously he says he loves the country and all that stuff, but he goes into all of his motivations. So this is after he's been arrested, and here is the first part about it being all Illuminati-directed and Illuminati-related. I know you're going to believe me. Um, you have what's called the Illuminati. 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 Okay. Yeah, Illuminati. Okay. okay. They've made it in dance. Basically what it means, illuminated. Okay. Okay. Um, they do satanic ritual abuse, which is basically CIA mind programming techniques to their own family, kids, uh, etc. in the group and they bond that way, okay? So they do uh, sexual pedophilia, they do uh, animal abuse, uh, killing of animals, blood sacrifices and everything in the Bohemian Grove, okay? So he goes into Bohemian Grove, animal sacrifice, blood rituals, all of that, um, and and I don't know, just just listen to his uh, his tone of voice, his body language, because we have to assess a lot of things here. He's obviously been traumatized and enslaved. He, he refers to himself as a sex slave of Diddy and Cassie, that Diddy essentially had him having sex with Cassie uh, for Diddy's entertainment for uh, God knows how, how long. And uh, it was all drug-fueled and all this other stuff, and that, that's what he was tied up in. Right. The Bohemian grow, the bushes grow there. 
Um, George C. and George, both of them are in the same agenda. Um, they caught they causes with the Clintons. Okay, so is Donald Trump. He's also a distant cousin. So if you see, there's a direct correlation of the presence of the United States being bonded between family ties. Okay, gotcha. all these family ties wound up go back to the same place the royal family in England okay the, the family here of the Illuminati are descendants of the royal so he's so he's just you know laying all that out and if I was the interrogator I said okay I would say okay I know all this just keep going so here we have him just jumping into the black Illuminati part of things okay um I had settlement with Sean okay and he belongs to that agenda that's why he's so famous they land all the contracts it's his attorneys which are mark garagos and ben mercedes ben mercedes worked for bad boy entertainment for four years and worked for hillary rodman for five okay now i think he's saying hillary rodham because he says he yeah, said he hillary said rodman. rodman yeah it's probably just he can't say rodham rodham so uh she co comes up a a bunch here but then listen when i i take charm the threat of death on me okay i don't he taped him threatening death on him i don't have it but i can make it available under secrecy that means that i wouldn't be liable because i don't want to be getting framed for anything okay um, I had sex with Cassie and Sean. Basically, he would uh, he would masturbate and tell me what to do with Cassie. I had like 15 encounters, and I heard lots of business. Cause what they would do is Sean talks a lot on the on the phone and on the TV with speakers and stuff. And I would be in the I was like a sex slave. Okay, for them that's what I was. That's all. All right. Um, I caught herpes. And I came back and I sued him for the herpes and won. So he caught herpes from them? From Cassie? I don't know. I, he, he says I caught herpes. There's about 15 encounters. That's weird because Usher has herpes too. What? Usher has herpes. What do you, what'd you find that out? Some chick sued him for giving him herpes. Really? For giving her, for getting herpes from him. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that it's... And he uh, got it from Puff Daddy. Wow, it's the same strain. Uh, no, I'm serious. I was watching something about that actually, and it went into all the the uh, girl bands and shit besides Cassie. Well, he, let's uh, let's keep going with this one. But they did. Mark Erebus and Ben Mercedes were his attorneys, okay? And Christopher Leon's here was my attorney. They asked me to turn in that which was the video recording, and I did so. They gave it back to me accidentally, and it's possible, I, I threw everything out, it's possible I can produce a copy. Gotcha. It's possible, I'm not sure. Now, um, how does this lead towards Donald Trump? Okay. The Mercedes family, uh -huh. Ben Mercedes, uh -huh. that works with Mark Garagos. Mark Garagos used to be Michael's Jackson attorney. Yeah, out in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. he had a, yeah, he drugged Michael and they OD'd him, okay? He didn't overdose. They OD'd him. So he's saying that Michael's lawyer is the one that, over, that OD'd them. Um, 
but he's he's getting around to where where the Trump the Trump connection was and why he went to Trump's hotel and tried to do all this stuff. He said he was trying to get a message out to not only Trump but to Americans. So, um, yeah. Because they keep the royalties of the music. Michael alone made $860 million alone last year, okay, in 2017, which who keeps that royalty? The music companies. Who represents... So I'm sorry to keep uh, stopping it, but it's a little muffled. I want to make sure people in, in uh, podcast land are getting this. He's just talking about the, the, the reasons why Michael was taken out there, too. I mean, there was the royalties... And uh, he was making, he said, in, he claims in 2017, Michael made over $800 million just because of royalties of the publishing that he, the publishing rights that he owned for music, his own catalog and whatever the hell else. So uh, he's just outlining the power structures that he was, you know, being able to witness, at least operating in some limited capacity. The media and entertainment in the United States, most of them, Mercedes does, Kenny Mercedes which is Grubman Mercedes out of, Shire out of New York, okay. okay? So what they've been doing is, they've been promoting a hate agenda against Trump. So people hate him, okay? Because they know he is very alpha, okay? Very alpha in the sense that he likes money, he likes to make money, and he likes women, and they know they want to fame in certain ways with Stormy, with other people because they want him out of the government okay so he's saying that the same people that were that that had been called in and had gone there and pushed buttons on people like michael jackson whatever were also the ones that helped set up bringing people like stormy daniels to the to the fore to make pre the, uh, problems for president trump in the in the uh, the media and he's saying that there is a very concerted hate agenda against trump that they want him out of the government, that he poses a problem because he's too alpha and he's not, uh, you know, one thing. Now, now uh, you say, well, well, he uh, he definitely bent a lot and he made a lot of concessions, but I guess it's just not enough. It's not total subservancy or, or I, I, it, I don't know. Anyway, this is a little bit more on the, the Ciroc brand. Uh, here's a little bit more over here on this side of things. I had sex with Cassie and Sean. Basically, he would uh, he would masturbate and tell me what to do with Cassie. I had like 15 encounters, and we I have heard this. lots of business. Because what they would do is Sean talks a lot on the on the oh, phone wait. and on the TV. I think we did. We already did this part because it's in the Illuminati card deck. He should look. He should look at it. Oh, here you go. The Illuminati card deck. Sorry. Sorry, I say the wrong. No, 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 no. I'm all supporter. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. Here's the thing about this, everybody. For those of you who go out there and watch it for yourself, there are a couple of moments where he like restarts what he's saying. Where I think that it was being cut and duplicated. It'll it'll make you a little nuts. It'll make you think that you wait, wait. I already heard this, didn't I? And you think that it's the uploader that did it? No, no, no. It restarts a couple of times. I just have to trust my highlight making over here and just go with it because now he goes into hip hop as a as a drug running front and everything else. It starts becoming a little bit more, um, it gets bigger and bigger. Media and entertainment in the United States, most of them, Mercedes does. Kenny Mercedes, which is Grubman Mercedes Shire out of, out of New York, okay? Now tell, tell me though, uh, how 
all of that led up to Thursday night, Friday morning. Well, I've been trying, I've been trying. My settlement put me in a box. Basically, I couldn't talk because I was going be sued. So I let it be, but they've been following me and they've had, Mark Garrow has had uh, the FBI on me, has had other other agencies looking at me and spying on me, okay, because they want to set me up as an extortionist. Like if I was extorting Sean for money, it's wrong. Basically what happened is, Diddy and Ross, which they good buddies, okay, mm -hmm. they, they, they're gay. Who? Both. Diddy and Ross. Rick Ross, Diddy, and DJ Khaled. They're gay. They're gay. That's what he's saying. And Khaled. They're all gay. Okay? DJ Khaled, Rick Ross, yeah. and P. Diddy? Yeah. They're all gay? Yeah. Gotcha. Khaled is a Hamas supporter. Okay. Support? Hamas. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said the wrong. No, 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 no. Hamas supporter. Okay. Basically, he's Arab, Palestinian, okay? Um, the Sirach agenda, okay, is basically binge drinking poured out on a yacht. They promote binge drinking and drugs. Um, basically, what happens is follow. The hip hop agenda is an agenda to move drugs lower in the United States. They move, you need to inform the DEA. They, they move all the dope, okay, all the dope on private jets, which don't get screened by, by, uh... By customs? By, by DEA. Yeah, anybody? DEA. Okay. Inside the United States, okay, they, they move what's... Now, the only thing about this is I, I can see how that's one way that they do stuff. I can understand, I can totally see that this is one partnership that is made to move things like drugs around and to influence one thing or another and, and, and get this stuff all over to all over the place without prying eyes. But it can't just be the only thing. It's got to be one of many modes to, to, to own all these industries and to get all this stuff, um, all these resources at your, uh, your fingertips. That's huge. Um, now, he goes on a little bit more about that, and then we're going to get to... Then we're going to get to the, the motive for the hotel shooting. And then that'll probably bring us to 8 o'clock. We can go on our break and do the rest on the other side, including taking your calls, because the theories are just going to start flowing after that. It's pretty big stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So wait, he's in the Illuminati, or he's no. just found out that Puff Daddy and all of them are? No, he's pretty much saying that uh, in, the, in the time that he's been around them, I mean, he was just an escort. And he was brought in. I don't know. I mean, I, he doesn't go into how he met Puff. I don't, I don't, uh, at least if he does, I never saw it and I never heard it. But um, he's just talking about what he observed during that time. And, um, and because he was in a position to see enough, he believes that these lawyers, these high-powered entertainment lawyers, which are pretty much more like, you know, uh, mafia capo regimes, mm -hmm. uh, there is... Uh, there's just a little bit, uh, there's a little bit too much there, which is why he said they tried to frame me as being an extortionist. Now, why he thought the only way he can get anybody's attention is to be uh, is to get into a, a Trump hotel and start shooting at the ceiling. That's why you have to say that there, <clears throat> there is he all there. 
I mean, he's, he doesn't seem like he's crazy. He doesn't seem like he's crazy, but, you know, there's other things you have to consider. Other things you have to consider, especially when we, you know, when these, these A-listers, um, he, he went through a lot, you know? Anyone who's taking drugs and acting in a sex slave capacity, even if that's just a term that he used, I don't know, loosely to, to describe himself, if you're acting in that kind of a way, you're acting in a sexual, sexually sub- subservient way for these A-listers, you are having your mind broken in one way or another, or at least mind your, your, your autonomy is being chipped away, all that's being chipped away. It's money, it's drugs, it's vice, it, it's just these, these incredibly dark, controlling situations, a lot of stress. You know, Kanye, every so often when Kanye would act out and start talking about that so-called sunken place he was in, you know, whenever he would come out, every couple of years, he would come out, he would start with the dragon energy stuff, and people are like, what the hell's going on? You know, is he, is he, um, is he breaking the, the, the confines of the system right now? Is he, is he about to show us the big show? And then he just kind of disappear, and people would speculate. I think he's getting reprogrammed. Whenever you go, whenever you start acting outside of that acceptable behavior or whatever your role, then all of a sudden they go to rehab. It's yeah, him back to the factory. Uh, you know, Britney Spears. You know, usually that's when we start learning. That's when we learned the last time that that um, Kanye went out and and started you know splashing around and making a mess of the the media scene that's when we learned about people like that defense intelligence personal trainer the handler uh harley pasternak mm-hmm. you know yeah. the personal trainer to the stars that was a a spook from canada or something like that these people they have moments of clarity and then they get pulled back into the fractal programming so you know i'm, I'm watching him right now and i'm i'm trying to ask myself is is this jonathan odie's moment of clarity is it mixed with delusion is it all bullshit? well the one thing we can say right now five years later especially after the cassie lawsuit and now all these other things you could eliminate the possibility that it's all bullshit, which begs the question is it all true um that's because it's big man I'm, I'm telling you he, yeah he could just also be a conspiracy theorist and he's just rattling off all this stuff that he's known oh actually he was in front of us so he's yeah man. he should have at least took a picture or something well, I, I don't know what he has preserved in his own in his own uh, collection over there whatever the hell he he may or may not have but I'm telling you this is the kind of guy who is like a stray hair that ruins a photo shoot. That one crazy strand of hair that makes you think, hmm, I don't know. You know, Jonathan Odie is like Building 7. And just like <laughs> Building 7, by the way, just like Building 7, by the way, he's nowhere to be found, apparently. Some people say he's dead. Some people say he's in witness protection program. Uh, but I, I don't he's know. He's not in uh, prison? I don't think no. so. I, I don't think so. I, or I don't know. I asked around. There's a, there's a few people in the Gilded chat that have have really paid close attention to this as it was developing, and uh, even they say that the, you know theories abound. He's either in witness protection for one reason or another, or he has been just removed from the board. I I, I mean there's there's so much, there's so much. Now um, here we have six more minutes or so. Here's the last part that I wanted to bring up. 
out of this half hour interrogation that's out on the internet. This is the motivation for why he did what he did. I thought, I thought no, about, about what happened about this, yeah. well, no. This was only me, it was premeditated to give a message to the American public, a wake-up call, it's called a wake-up call. Uh-huh. It's like when somebody rings a bell, for Americans to wake up. Americans like you, like me, like all of us here. All right, you said premeditated, so you thought about this, you thought this through? Yeah. Uh, How I long have you been thinking about it? It's easy. That's like. Help me minutes. understand. I don't. I don't. I don't well, understand. really, when, I, you, when you say premeditated, you must have been thinking about it for a while. How long have you been thinking about doing what you did? Well, when I say premeditated, it means that I went and did it by myself. That's all. And I didn't think about it like for uh, okay. I didn't plan it for uh, Okay. When you say premeditated, I thought maybe you planned it out. Like I ran my own personal investigation, which I figured out myself that. This is going on, and we still having issues of corruption at the highest place in our government. I get that. I get that. Now, when you say you did your own investigation, what'd you do? Basically, out of all the times I went and saw the attorneys, I did my research online, mm-hmm. and I found out the whole puzzle of their organization. Okay. All right. Uh, so you didn't tell well, before I asked that question. So you have an ex-wife, you got a girlfriend, you got, you got anybody that you talk to? I'm trying to understand if you got somebody that you, you interact with on a daily basis. Yes, I have a good friend, a breakfast buddy. His name is Louis David Gonzalez, uh-huh. and we go to the gym every day. He has nothing to do with what happened Thursday. So, I mean, I mean he, he goes on a little bit more like that, and uh, uh, th- that's where we are at that point. And it's just starting to spill out here. Now, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Now that that is the, the source material, now we can start going out into talking about wh- where, where we are with all this uh, and, and what, it, what it all means. Because I'm telling you, hmm, I don't know. It's um, with the drug smuggling. I just think back to the, the movie The, the Departed again. I mean, this, this isn't a side business, of course. This is on a planet where if you move narcotics, you are you've essentially made a partnership with the United States government. If you're moving narcotics successfully and you're not just selling, you know, skunk weed out of your 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 trunk locally or something like that. If you're using narcotic, if you're selling narcotics successfully, you're partnering with the United States government in one way or another. You're either ratting out your competition, you just stay in business, you're doing so, or, or you're doing the big jobs. So it would make sense that this Audi guy would be surveilled in that case. As far as the house-rigged cameras, the classic, that's just classic honeypotting. I mean, where, where people like Jeffrey Epstein put the hooks in heads of state and captains of industry, it makes perfect sense that people like Puff and Hugh Hefner were handling a little bit more of the grooming of multiple generations of entertainers, people who would go out and, you know, be the so-called influencers. This pattern should be easily identifiable to us now. I don't see why that is anywhere outside of the realm of possibility. But, um, but yeah, that and more on the other side of the intermission. Ladies and gentlemen, come and join us over on QuiteFrankly.tv. It is free. It is two clicks over. And I, uh, I believe in your ability to to make it happen. It's going to be me and Matt. We have a couple more things. I want to share some theories, and then I want to bring, especially some of the people in the Gilded chat room. 
Uh, I know people all over the other chat rooms right now are, are, are buzzing and throwing some ideas around, but especially the Gilded chat room, we have a couple of sleuths in there, and I would really love to hear what they have to say, especially if I have missed anything, because there's, there's plenty to miss. Um, add, subtract, whatever you want from it, and there you have it. Okay. All right, that's it. We will be on the other side. Quite frankly.tv, pill.net. That's all I got for you. And thank you so much for uh, this Friday. As of right now, I'll see you in just a moment. The rest of the show is available exclusively at pill.net. Follow the link in the description of the episode. Get signed up. It's that easy. Or head on over to quitefrankly.tv. Just press play. No paywalls, no censorship, no strings attached. So head on over. Quite frankly.tv, powered by Foxhole and Pilled.net. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to intermission. We'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 So, so welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello, welcome back. Nice little breather over here. Um, we're going to throw open the lines in just a little bit. We've got the hotline. The joke hotline is still open. I think we can all use a joke right now. And there's also, and there's also the all-purpose line. I will say this here too, before we get into, I, I mean, we'll, we'll go into all this and then I'm going to, at the end, I'm going to open up this gift, this box by uh, Twisted Wizard, and then we're going to do the the uh, the drawing of these names. We'll do that in the last 15 minutes. So you have no clue what's in that box? 
I know exactly what's in the box, but I have I have not seen. I I haven't laid my eyes on it. I know exactly what's in the box. And I think you're gonna really like it. Is it a baseball bat? So you can baseball bat my fucking head in if Trump loses? No, no, even better. I'll kill you even quicker. Oh. With what's in here. <laughs> the ba- from Japan? The baseball. This is, I will say, this is homemade. Oh, so it's American. Handcrafted from, no, Canada. From Canada. Yeah, our friend Tw- uh, Twisted Wizard is from Canada, and it was handcrafted over the holiday break. I mean, it took me this long to open it up, but I did not open it because I wanted it to be there for an on-air moment. Um, I wonder if he lives in Saskatchewan. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. Up in Medicine Hat. Uh, let's see here. We have... All right, so a couple of... Uh, let's just go through our Super Chats, first of all. Jay Britt says, hey, Frank, welcome back. Matt, happy Friday. Hello. Hello, my friend. It's good to have you out there. Really is, really is very happy to have you all. Um, let's see. Another one is from. Okay, we got some Rumble Rants. Rumble Rants. The first one up is from 925. Wild G says, So Grok is the dildo's name? No, Grok is the, the AI um, something on Twitter. Diddy Kong is a chimp in Donkey Donkey Kong Kong, Donkey Kong game. That's the nitty gritty on Little Diddy. Hey, uh, by the way, as far as games go, tonight, (laughs) sometime around, I don't know, maybe 10, 30, 11, it'll be a late night session. But me, my buddy Mike, Petey Face, and our other buddy Mike May, I'm trying to get Matt involved. I can't get on my PlayStation. You got to try harder. You got to figure something out. PlayStation. Anyway, tonight we're going to be live on the Twitch. We're playing this game, um, Hell Divers Two, Hell Divers. Uh, we played it last week and it was pretty fun. So I don't know. We'll, we'll just uh, do you dive into the depths of hell. No. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess it's a metaphorical hell. You dive onto a alien planet, pretty much like a bug planet, like Clandathu, on. Um, on oh. Starship Troopers. I thought you were going to say New York City or like San Francisco or something. Par- parts of New York City is definitely a bug planet. No doubt about it. Parts of New York City is. Um, but, yeah. Daramouth says, To a fellow rumbler, hope you have a great night and even better weekend. Let's go rumble. Absolutely. I can't, you know, hey, if we got more rumble rants, um, it'd be a lot easier to open back up. If uh, open back up uh, to two hours everywhere, it's really all about um, how I'm going to build a a self sufficient way of of uh, funding the the operation on the new production plateau that I want to achieve and uh, and uh, and settle in on it for a little bit before it's time to saddle up again and try to bring it to the next level. And this is the this is the, what we're going to have to do if we're going to uh, if we're going to keep our independent status so thank you and yes i love rumble and let's go rumble let's go everything especially um quite frankly tv and thank you again to pilled for being the centerpiece of quite frankly tv oh one last thing about quite frankly tv starting next thursday and i will remind you all next week starting next thursday throwback thursday is coming back um i have made a uh, partnership with a friend of mine who has a nice little Art Bell Rumble channel. 
It's called All Things Art Bell. And on Thursday nights, Bell fan out there is going to take control of the of quitefrankly.tv, the pill.net channel that is on quitefrankly.tv. And uh, not only are they going to mix in some playlists that uh, I, I like to contribute for the night that might have something to do with that evening's Thursday night programming, but they're also going to curate what the throwback talk radio coast to coast episodes are going to be for the night. And that is going to be a little run we're going to go on with our buddy Bell fan out there from March until June. Sets up amazing compilations and it doesn't even matter what the topic of conversation is like i say that is the the best part about listening to old talk radio is just that you get thrust into the mindset of 30 or 40 years ago again and even random calls become little amazing time capsule moments so uh get ready for thursday i'm just trying to cobble together after hours again in new exciting ways There'll be other nights where after I get off at 9 o'clock, another podcast is going to go on, like Jay Gulinello. I want him to have his podcast, his weekly podcast, be on after maybe like a Tuesday night show or a Wednesday night show and build a little bit of a uh, a health and science night uh, theme around that. So always thinking of new ways to, to freshen things up. And, of course, um, necessity is the mother of invention. So that's where we're at right now. Thank you, guys. All right, over on pill.net. Witchy Poo, thank you. Sean Joe, thank you. Filter Dog says, is Puff queer? Well. Yeah. Sounds like it he is. Cer- certainly sounds like it. You know, on that. Bit. On th- uh, he's not queer. It's the blood pressure medication. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Ciroc. It could be the pain kills. The pain ki- uh, the, the, the painkillers. It could be the pain of him losing his best good friend, Biggie Smalls. Dude. Nah, st- he had him killed. Still one of the one of my favorite topics that you and I ever covered was the guy who was taking the pain medicine medication <laughs> and turned gay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because And then he went back on him after he missed it. Yes, he went back on it after he missed it. Because when he was off the drugs he was not gay. He couldn't be gay without the painkillers. And the thing, the, the fact that he tried it numbed it. His, his anus so that he, you know, was able to. I, I don't know. I still think the amazing thing was the fact that he got off the painkillers, he went back to being heterosexual, and then he tried being gay again, but he couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't do it, and he wanted to be gay so bad that he begged to get back onto the drugs. That is just, if that's not a human, my God in heaven. He begged. Beg, please. Now, before we start taking calls, <laughs> and there's plenty here. I was thinking, because there is someone around around town here. If you think about it, he's like known for shopping around with doctors for pills. Oh, I know, know who you're talking about. I know, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, as far as the gay thing goes, and we're going to start taking calls in just a second, um, the gay aspect of this is not really shocking. Like, the homosexual act thing is not really shocking. But naturally, this prompts people in the comment sections of many videos that I was watching today to pull together some um, some thoughts and some information for tonight's show. 
naturally you go into the comments section and it prompts people to say, you know, to try to parse up sections of these stories and to keep things separated, to try to be politically correct or sensitive or whatever. They'll say stuff like, you know, the gay stuff doesn't bother me. It's the abuse that really bothers me. And I'm like, you know, come on, man, you know, because there's there is something here worthy of consideration that I have been thinking about as I was looking through this just from that specific standpoint. I know that if all things are left alone, about 2% of the population would go gay for one reason or another. But there is a hierarchical grooming culture here that is at the center of big stories like this, whether it be the Boy Scouts, whether it be this, um, anything like it. And, and that grooming culture is the farthest thing from natural, and it overrides what some might refer to as nature. Cat Williams, did you see him? He was just went on uh, on Joe Rogan's show the other day. I started to watch it uh, I, when I got home. I, got home, I was actually working down the street. Yeah. And did you see all the trucks working down the street Yesterday? when you came in? Yeah. Yeah. So I got home uh, a little later than I wanted to. I was fucking tired. I watched it, and I fell asleep after, like, 20 minutes. I, I fell asleep a little bit, too. But um, I, I, I guess I'll eventually watch it. I might even throw that into the rotation this weekend. But I watched enough to see Cat Williams. Uh, he brought this up again on uh, Joe Rogan's show, that, that sort of ritualistic aspect of homosexuality as well. I mean, he brought up the the whole the the culture of um, or the 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 method of wearing dresses in Hollywood, yeah. getting men to wear the dress. That ritualistic crossover from natural states of being into the world of inverses. He talked about cross dressing. He talked about transgenderism, all that stuff. But you know, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, uh, getting a man to accept another man sexually that seems like a pretty powerful act in the way that it is fundamentally transformative you know what i mean i mean you're like i mean you, there is life before that happens and life after that happens and then to have it all filmed for blackmail i mean, I mean th- that is a pretty transformative fundamentally transformative event all right, uh, especially if you weren't really that into it, but you felt a, a a dizzying amount of pressure to cave into one thing or another. Like if you felt like you felt like it's easy to say, I hell no. If you felt like your your life was on the line, something that overrode everything you thought that you would react in a situation like that. Who the hell knows? Especially if you're young, impressionable, all that. So I'm just telling you, Cat Williams, I mean, he he's emerged as a serious dark horse this year. Um, yeah, he's never going to work again in Hollywood. Watch. You know what? This is the best time in the world to be denied work in Hollywood or anywhere else. This yeah. this right now, independent media is becoming so independent. And if you catch a viral, uh, a, a viral, uh, you think about every, every floozy out there who's showing her cooter. On, mm-hmm. on OnlyFans, people that you don't even know that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes a month. You know, they don't have any fame or anything like that, but because of how decentralized and open the, the marketplaces are with stuff, with media, with porn, with everything, it could be good, bad, or indifferent. 
this is the best time in the world for someone like Cat Williams to go out there and speak truth, even if he speaks in in riddles. Sometimes it's it's hard to, you know. I would love for somebody just to say something, you know, <laughs> just just say it. I, I, I'm following along, but can we just say it? Um. Anyway. He opened up some pretty major rabbit holes this year with the Jamie Foxx and the Kevin Hart stuff with uh, Shannon Sharp. But it makes you think about other things, too, this story. About, like, when Chrissy Teigen said that thing about when she was asked about, you know, the craziest places that they ever had sex, her and John Legend. And she said that, oh, oh, that time at the Obama thing. The Obama thing. Yeah. Some kind of an event or something. And, 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 And John Legend got very very uptight all of a sudden like shut your mouth woman and uh you know it just makes you think just makes you think i mean i it's uh something else 914 200 they're at the hot dog party hot dog party key party all those things 914 200 0269 call in now we are taking line uh numbers and i'll read through these pilled these pilled messages while you call in. Um, here we go. First one up is 484. Go ahead. Who's this? Yo, what's up? It's AK. Oh, okay. AK has been a big a big help in cobbling together tonight's show. And um, so thank you again for all the, uh, the help on the Gilded AK. And now that we yeah, are already an hour in, I don't know. What are some of your thoughts? What are, the th- what are some key things I've, I've missed out? Uh, I, I've left out some key things that you have interpreted and questions you've asked. I don't care. Just hit us with something. Um, okay. Did you touch on the Clive Davis thing about how like he was, everyone says that Clive Davis is, is Diddy's like handler. And, uh, he first started like working for Andre Harrell for like two years and then after that was like gifted bad boy records by Clive Davis hmm. and Clive Davis came out like as bisexual a few years ago in like his 70s or something I don't know it was really weird well then that that, that then that's pretty obvious that's a, um, that's obvious situation then no doubt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also apparently every time there's a scandal he changes his name so that's why he's gone from like Puffy, Puff Daddy to Diddy to Brother Love. <laughs> oh, I know oh, that. There's a weird name. Is, um, is that and, and, yeah, and every, every, there's a bunch of people that were apparently going to be writing books and stuff. And every time they were supposedly killed off, you know, I don't know who to believe, but um, there's an article that I was reading um, on on XXL magazine and it was saying that Dame Dash was claiming that Biggie was planning to leave Bad Boy Records and sign to Rockefeller. And um, the rumor is that Diddy had him off and he basically has been like making his whole career off of like, we love you big, we miss you big. Like <laughs> even 50 Cent like has, has like made comments True. about the like Dan like leave leave him be like let him let him be dead. I you know what I I've seen a lot of that over the years those those you know, people calling him out for that kind of stuff you know coasting off of that that uh, that nineties emotionalism especially surrounding uh, uh, Biggie but um, and I've also watched a lot of all of the jabs that Fifty Cent 
threw his way. Um, I've seen a lot of those. Yeah, the, yeah and I, Tupac. All those uh, those those moments, those comments made on like the Breakfast Club, and, <laughs> and yeah, I, I've seen a lot of those over over the years. And I just I just mm-hmm. figure, you know, there's, you know, if you're in that industry, you get you get to know who, you get, you know, right off the bat who the posers are and and who the real ones are. And um, ta, I I didn't think it went this deep, even though there's there's been murder for hire rumors for decades now, but this is huge. This is huge. I mean, because we're talking because because AK, I mean. Am I am I wrong in thinking that this really is? I mean, I know, I know the, the the one guy who filed his lawsuit that it went public the other day on on Tuesday. Uh, he made the Glenn Maxwell Jeffrey Epstein um, uh, quip, but this is very much mm-hmm. in line as far as how the network is set up and how people are protected and what it gains by you know having entire houses rigged with cameras and and there's got to be bigger relationships there business wise than just vodka. Yeah, it's like you were saying, like, it's almost like every single, um, like, industry kind of has their own, like, honeypot. Like, like you are saying, the Playboy Mansion, they had theirs. Then now the music industry has one. And the the Jeffrey Epstein, like, arms deal, I'm sure, like, whatever he was doing, you know, he, there was one there. Like, who else is one? But um, uh, back to um, uh, Jonathan Odie, like, I was kind of like researching some of the names that he was bringing up like yeah mark garagos is like a legit um lawyer um and um the ben Masalis guy that he was saying that is a partner at garagos and garagos his father his his name is like kenny Masalis, and he's like a huge music mogul and he like uh has he he basically has produced like so many for so many artists, like Lady Gaga, Usher, uh, Diddy, um, there's like a whole like list of people um, that he produces, and he gets write ups about him all the time. It, it's like they're placed into the. Uh, yeah, he works for Grubman, Shire, Masalis, and Sachs in New York. And Sachs, I assume, is like Sachs fifth avenue i don't know i don't know i mean there, but, um, there's, yeah, there's there's a lot of crossover there well hey you you've you brought a tremendous amount of additional information and thoughts that i uh, i really appreciate and again thank you for making the work day a little yeah. bit easier because it was it was hard organizing a lot of this information and <laughs> you provided some cliff notes that really helped me cut the difference in half so <clears throat> yeah i feel like me and katie sky are like the Frank and Jim Zell is like the the P Diddy. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Thank you for all things for all things uh, P Diddy. That they you and Katie are the Frank and Jim Zell. That's it. <laughs> well, have a good night, AK. All right. Talk to you later. See you later. Speaking of Frank and Jim Zell, um, next Friday, Matt. You know what you should do, Matt, before next Friday. What's that? Go on. You you have access to Netflix. Do you still yeah. have Netflix? Okay. They just uploaded a four-part series about Danny Casolaro and the Octopus Murders. Octopus Murders. The Octopus. Okay, the the, the journalist Danny Casolaro who who died uncovering a major, uh, uh, you know, uh, criminal network that comprises you know huge portions of the world power structure. It, it, it's essentially, you know... It's, uh, yeah, the title it was a little misleading. Well, it's the basis of, like, you know, Spectre. 007 all that stuff it's on netflix now it's on netflix right now it was added the other day what's it called uh it's called uh i think the octopus murders i did see that up there 
it's four four uh, parts. Watch it by next Friday, because I think the soonest that we can get Frank and Jim Zell to come on to talk about this stuff again, which they said it, it doesn't even matter that it's Netflix. They said it is fantastically done. I've only mm. seen the first episode right now. And um, anything that you watch along the way, you know, write some questions down. Anything that confused you, anything that you thought was cool, whatever. I mean, it's not homework or anything, but since you're usually here on a Friday, Frank and Jim are going to join us next Friday. We're going to talk about this thing um, because it's the soonest I could have them on. Uh, I might still bring up some thoughts on it on Monday, but next Friday we'll have the Zells on. That's that's I think that's how we left it off. All right. All right. Let's take a couple more calls. 914-200-0269. And in the meantime, uh, we'll get some other things um, in order. Here's another one for you. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you so much. 123SKG, Boys Blanc, ADT1204. Thank you. Tempo 420. Secret Weapons says, thanks, Frank. Thank you, Secret. Chai Possum, Jay Jules says, interesting show, Frank. A couple years ago, that guy would have sounded whacked. Now... Not so much. Hey, Matt. Um, do you know what's crazy? I should go back into the, the archives and see around the time that he shot up the Trump Hotel in Miami. If we even brought it up in a... That's major news. A guy... I mean, because we're, we're two years into Trump's term. It's a, it's a midterm uh, year, 2018. And he goes in there and he fires off this stuff. Now, obviously, the interrogation was not made public immediately. So I, I got to I, I got to figure out when the interrogation was released, because it's not like all of the reporting on this was coupled with all of his claims about the Illuminati and what was really driving the hip hop industry and and his relationship with John and Ca uh, with uh, uh, Puffy and Cassie. But it's all true. I mean, you could say you know. She's she's alleging this in her lawsuit. She's even saying it now, so we know that that's true. Um, but yeah, if uh, I don't know if this came out, if this testimony came out with all the reporting back then, I would not have dismissed it. I think a lot of people would have. I think five years later, a lot less people would. But. Um, it's it's one of those things. Here, let's take a call from John in Connecticut. What's going on, John? Hey, let me show you off. Holy cow, that's a big delay. You got me? Yeah, I got you. What's on your mind? Hey, I seen this shit uh, starting when I was a young kid. When the guys weren't guys and boys weren't girls and stuff. And I didn't really figure it, right? I remember asking Milton Burrow, remember him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm old, right? Flip Wilson dressing as a girl, somebody else. You know who the only guy I'd never seen dressed as a girl was like John Wayne or fucking Clint Eastwood. John Wayne <laughs> went, ran I mean? like a girl, though. No, you're talking about the gay culture shit going into everywhere, right? It was even before rap, right? <laughs> but who's behind it all, right? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I I can I, I mean we can go into who who people uh, who people would say. Well, I don't know. I just don't know. I ain't gay. But by me, I don't know. I'm happy. But <laughs> you should be gay. <laughs> well, what I'm what I was going to 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 say is I would love to get down to nitty gritty of what separates where did it start? what what no 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 not not where it starts. I'm I'm saying what separates 
the ability to, for example, like when Chappelle or anybody talks about having to go and wear the dress as a, in, a some kind of a rite of passage or initiation, what separates that act that is almost, you know, is, is akin to just like pledging your fealty to the, 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 the click that is running things, or at least your click, and comparing that to the fact that it's kind of, you know, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily, uh, you know, obscene about a guy dressing up as a woman in a comedic situation to elicit a laughter. Because like I said before, inverses, you, we, we go to inverses to, to make, to, to find comedy in things. I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I there's a difference I, I gotta find where that difference is like when you know somebody is doing something to check a box and to uh you know almost like to 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 uh i don't know to get past a hurdle and to show that you're loyal and then somebody else who's just going out there and and uh and and committing to a caricature a woman a female caricature or or a male caricature for that for that uh that point is every time that a guy uh, picks up a female impersonation, a, a, an act of cultural subversion, or th there's got to be something there, but that's all gone now. So, um, yeah, good points there, John. Hey, uh, I want to say hello to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, how are you? Okay. Pretty good, man. Are you, are you better with your blood, man? You got to take some of that blood clotting medicine, man. Don't let all your blood run out. Last time I seen you, you were like bled out on a couch. Oh, oh <laughs> no. what the hell is he talking about? I was waiting for you to get it. I was waiting for him to get it, uh, John. I was. <laughs> he was like, "Wait a second, what? What? Where's my blood?" All right. Th thanks for the. Thanks hey, for. The I love you guys. And yeah, what I'm just saying is, uh, the damn thing, right? There was these transgender fucking uh, surgery places like in 2000 and whatever, right? And now there's like a million of them all over town, right? Everywhere, over the whole United States. This is bullshit. This is some kind of crazy ass devil shit they want to uh, fucking change, fucking cut little kids' dicks off and ch chop girls' tits off or something. This is just all bullshit. We have to stand up because have you seen the picture with the shark and then all the little fishes eating the big shark? That's got to be us. We got to all stand up and just fucking stop this bullshit because it is total bullshit. You cannot have. You don't. This, this is insane. Okay, you well you got it. You got it. That's that's a that's a good place to end that call. I think he made the best point that could be made. That's a good one. All right. Here we go uh, into the ground. Uh, Katie Sky says, AK forgot to tell Matt that she loves him. So thank I guess you. that Matt says, thank you. Jay Jewel, thank you again. Boys Blanc says, good to see Matt. How's his new job going? It's kind of good. Learning hey. how to operate some machinery now. And you like it. Yeah. That's the best part. Anyway, that's what we have. Uh, Vader. 369, thank you so much. And uh, and with that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, maybe one or two more of your calls. We're going to open up. 
this package from Twisted Wizard, and we are going to draw the names, and then we are going to uh, put a bow on this week. It's really been wonderful to have you all aboard. We will talk to you in just a second. <coughs> Watch out for the puddle. Puddle. Doggy. <laughs> I, they're big boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. They're all locked. Oh uh -oh. my god. Uh oh. 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 Say you're driving along the road with your family and you're driving along la, la, la. And then all of a sudden there's a truck tire in the middle of the road and you hit the brakes whoa that was close <laughs> now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guy's brake pads you're driving along you're driving along and all of a sudden the kids are yelling backseat i gotta go to the bathroom daddy not now damn it truck tire save a couple extra pennies and <laughs> to me it doesn't get out hey frank you're one talented guy you're very good very good couple more maybe one or two more calls if you guys want to join Matt and I 
Here's one coming up. 405, you're on the air. What do you got for us? Oh, my gosh. I got nervous as soon as the thing started ringing. Um, Don't be nervous. Okay, so I'll try, I'll try not to mess up this joke. So a farmer goes in to get a haircut. And after he gets his haircut, he asks the hairstylist, how much do I owe you? And they said, nothing. Um, we're doing a community service this week, and it's free. And he was like, oh, thanks. And so the next day, when the hairstylist comes back in to open the shop, they find a dozen eggs sitting on the steps outside. Cool. So the next day, a truck driver comes in and gets a haircut, and they say, when the haircut's done, you know, how much do I owe you? And they said, no, nothing. Um, we're doing a community service this week and haircuts are free. And the truck driver's like, oh, cool, you know, thanks so much. And the next day when the hairdresser comes in, they find a dozen donuts on the step outside the door. They're like, oh, well, that's really nice. So that day a Democrat comes in and they get a haircut. And when they ask how much is, you know, how much do I owe you? They said, well, nothing. We're doing a community service this week, and it's free. Oh, thanks. Okay. The next day when they come in to open up the hair shop, there's a dozen Democrats waiting in line outside. <laughs> oh, man. I was waiting to see where it went, but I did. That was, sa- <laughs> that was satisfying. That was very satisfying. <laughs> okay, good deal. Thank you so well, much. Well, that was it. That was my joke. You're so welcome. You guys have a great night. You got it. You got it. I think we might have to clip that one and make it turn it into a. Uh, yeah, we'll clip good. that one. We'll turn it into a uh, a highlight of the show. <laughs> good job. Very good. Uh, uh, truthfully, I think that the donuts and the eggs were very, very nice gifts. I'll take a, a way dozen. more useful than twelve Democrats. Oh, what are you gonna do? You can you fill tw- your stomach up with the food. Twelve people that can't even cook the eggs. <laughs> Just joking. I'm sure some of them know how to hard boil them. No, they don't. <laughs> Make a good quiche. A knish. Anyway, I'm glad that that one came in. We needed another joke. So let's go. Uh, all right. So this is it. I want to go and I want to do a couple of uh, fun things, and then we'll take some calls in, in just a second here. Uh, first one up is, let's see. It is Twisted Wizard's gift. Are you ready for this, Matt? All right. Twisted Wizard. Twisted Wizard. All right. Here we go. Let's see what this is all about. Came to the... It's probably, imagine there's a bomb in it. If you can kill me with it, do it. Twisted Wizard wouldn't do that to me. Okay. All right. Frank, to to Frank, read up. He almost crushed your toes to death. Could have been. To Frank. Everything was nicely, uh, nicely wrapped except this one. Maybe he tried to sabotage your foot. Oh, this I, I guess this is a wall mount. Oh, looks like it's for the uh, the it, sun valve test. It's, it's for the it's for the uh, sex swing. It's for oh. this is the this is actually the um, all everything I needed for the new sex swing that we're gonna put up here in the studio. Everything taking out the guest complete. T- taking out the guest couch, putting in the sex swing. 
Okay, so first things first. All right, Frank, read on air. I trust you, Twisted Wizard. I trust you. Let's see. I remember Twisted Wizard took everybody a big surprise one night when he called in to talk about uh, the shaving habits over there at the house. Here we go. Frank, I would like to introduce you to the and the Franklies to the Voice of Liberty Sword. Matt, how about this? How about over there, you undo this. While I'm reading this. Yeah, you put that down and you, you take it apart. It'll be a group... Here you go. Put you on the uh, on the screen over there. Frank, I'd like to introduce you and the Franklies to the Voice of Liberty sword. I modeled this sword after George Washington's battle sword in the National Museum of American History. Blade length is approximately 36 inches and a center fuller on each side of the blade running almost the full length of the blade. The hilt of the sword has an inset star surrounding by 12 hand uh, twelve hand-painted stars making up the original 13 stars of the Betsy Ross flag. The handle consists of eight single steel bars uh, heat-twisted to look like the stripes. The stripes of the flag wrapped around it with copper wire resembling the flagpole rope. The pommel is made to represent the Liberty Bell, which is signature crack in its side. This sword is painted with the metallic colors of the flag and coated with a clear coat to prevent rusting. I used a hand grinder and a die grinder for all of this detail work. I would like to thank a few people who helped me with this build. Firstly, my wife Marie, who put up with my long after hours at the shop making this sword and her unyielding support in this build. My boss Rob, who let me build this at the shop and provided the material for it. Jeff from Total Coatings, our paint shop manager who supplied the ball bearings for the, ball, for the bale, uh, bald end of the hilt. And lastly, Adrian, our neighbor, to the shop who TIG, uh, TIG welded, um, is TIG welded? TIG I don't know. Welded. TIG welded. Sorry. I don't, I don't know these terms. That's, uh, I'm learning things. TIG welded the washers for the hilt so I could inset the star. This is a one-of-a-kind sword, and I gladly give this to you as a thank you for all the years of great entertainment you've given our family and the knowledge shared on your show. I've provided you, two, uh, you with two hook hangers, screws, and wall anchors so you can mount it on the wall. Much love to you and your family and to all other Frankly families out there fighting for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Wow. And you still haven't gotten it out I'm of... I'm going to present it to you like... Oh. Uh... General Knox, um, like, uh, who? Who was it? For Franklin? Who? Franklin Benjamin? Something weird like that, the one who, uh, handed Washington the sword from, uh, the Battle of Yorktown after he took it from the Englishman. Like Either way, th th this sounds like an amazing amount of work went into it. And Matt's being very delicate with the opening. But we're getting there very soon. And then I'm going to uh, pull out a couple of different names. Where would I even put it? In this uh, in this room, it would be tough to find a spot. Uh, I, I have to rethink that. But someplace in this, in this uh, the studio, no doubt about it. I hope it doesn't fall off the wall and cut Pyretta in half. It's sharp. It's sharp? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. 
Matt, keep it away from all arteries. I told you if you can kill me with it, what better way to go than by the sword of George Washington? This is George Washington's sword now. It's coming. Jesus, this is how they wrap stuff in Canada? <laughs> it's like how Lauren wraps things for uh, for Christmas sometimes. I feel like she's pranking me. One year, I spent 45 oh, minutes. Nice, bro. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, I can't wait to see it. Do me a favor. Just just swing swing at my head. Swing it no, at my I'm face. Fall on it. <laughs> And to end tonight's show, we're going to fall on the sword. Matt first. Dang. Okay, I have my knife. Okay, well, while Matt does that, I'm going to pull the names for the raffle. And, uh, Matt, you just hold hold tight over there, and we'll reveal all this stuff. Here we go. So now, we, now the first thing up. First thing up. Lucifer's Hammer. Actually no, let's 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 move our way uh, our way backwards. First thing up is Jay Gulanello's notes on all of the medical uh, literature that has been collected on George Washington's treatment up to the day of his death that we used for that night when me, Matt, and Jay did our show. So who is getting that first? The winner is the winner is. Benny Farina, my buddy Benny from New Jersey. Benny, you win that. That's it. You get those, Benny. Now we're going to see who is getting Matt's emergency alert text message prompts. These are all of Matt's suggestions of what should be sent out to every person in the country who has a mobile device. Here we go. And the winner is... The winner is Brother Noomsy, <laughs> my friend Joel from uh, Florida. So Noomsy's getting that. Two people I already know their addresses. That's that's convenient. Now Lucifer's Hammer. Now Lucifer's Hammer. And you know what? There wasn't that many uh, Super Chats the, the last two weeks. So, you know, it's uh, you really had a much higher chance of winning than you have in... <laughs> In uh, raffles past for Lucifer's hammer, I'm just trying to touch every tab here so everybody had a shot. And here we go. I found one. Boom, boom, boom. Lease breaker, lease breaker. Are you out there? You have won Lucifer's hammer. My my book club pick. So I'm gonna put that in here. Please get in touch with me, everybody. Give me your mailing addresses. Uh, lease breaker, especially you. I can text the other two. Um, but yeah, please get in touch and I'm, I'm very happy. I can't wait to, to raffle more things off and to, to have some more fun. So now these are going to be in much better hands. Okay, Matt, are you already over there? There's no room to present it to me over here. So you, you can just hold it up and show. Whoa. Are you, are you shitting me? Damn, bro. Hold on. This is serious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Dude, this has some serious weight. Guys and gals, take a look at this. Look at this, man. This is just... 
What would you say? 10, 10, 10, 12, 15 pounds? I'd say you could definitely slaughter some red coats with that. You could. Dude, look at this. Especially that, that piece right there. Look at the hilt. This is nuts. It really is. I, I, I mean, Twisted Wizard, you've been watching the show for a long time. It's unbelievable craftsmanship. He's been watching the show for years. And I can tell that this took a lot of love. And it's going to be very, very well cherished. Especially if I have to fight my way out of New York one day. This is going to be instrumental. Instrumental in said fight. Good. A little bit of a... Damn. Oh, this is killing somebody, bro. This is killing somebody. Wish you would kill me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much. I, I don't know what to say. And I've been waiting to open this up since... Uh, since the holidays, so that's all we're left. Um, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, if you have anything else you want to say, call. Wow, I, I just can't believe this thing is sitting next to me right now. It is, uh, and and just to conceive of how this is, this is working. I mean, how, how to create it, especially the intricacy of the hilt over here. Still, that's nice. I really want it in me. <laughs> the the, just this, it looks like it's wrapped in a flag. So I think that's gorgeous, and the fact that it came from a Canadian, uh, just so respectful, so respectful. That that might even Indeed. win. That might win over uh, King a little bit more toward toward the Canadians that we have watching this show. I don't know. I heard the Wizard likes Trudeau. Oh, uh, I heard about Trudeau. Trudeau had a really rough week. Got exposed for being a bigger part of the proliferation of COVID than we thought. For being a bigger part of a piece of shit. Yeah, being a bigger piece of shit than we we previously thought. He's a major piece of shit. Not just a huge piece of shit, a major one. He's a heaping pile of it. I know. Car Guys New England said that sword is incredible, Frank. Hey, the, t tell that to Twisted Wizard next time you see him. That who d That's who deserves the accolades and all of the praise. Not that you were praising me or giving me accolades. But please, whatever you see him on the internet, in comments or in chats, say, yo, Matt, it thank is, you. It's really nice. If I would ever be killed by a sword, I would want it to be that one. Just remember that, ladies and gents. Just remember that Matt said that. All right, over on um, Pilled, thanks again. Let's see here. Uh, Empress Bitch to You sent a cookie, and I think that's where we're going to end tonight. Right at a high point. So we got the, the Diddy thing, and, um, and we got the Jonathan Audi thing on the, on the record, and we'll see where it all goes from here, because it seems like this, uh, this, this is going to be a public spectacle for a while, but as always, it's going to be a matter of how deep is it going to penetrate? Is there going to be swift settling out of court? Is there going to be paydays that everybody is okay with? Or is there going to be someone out there who thinks that there is a much bigger public service that has to be made uh, by digging into what is really behind all this and the, and the players behind those people. So that's that. Thank you for um, considering those, th those things with us tonight. And I'm looking forward to Monday. Monday, a whole new week, and who knows what it's going to bring. Matt, what do you got going on for the weekend? Um, I got a side job for myself tomorrow, and then uh, nothing probably work out at some point. And yo, uh, it's, it's Sunday, uh, Sunday, 
if it's not raining. I think tomorrow's going to be raining a lot. But Sunday, if it's not raining, you want to come by for a morning workout right in the driveway, man. We'll take out the, the pull-up bar, the dips. Yeah, what time in the morning? I don't know. Whenever you... I, whenever you wake up, because I'm up I wake early. up on 9 on the weekend. I sleep in, because I wake up at 4.45. And, uh, yeah, about that. I'll already be raring to morning. go by 9. It's okay. Whatever the hell it is. It could be around 11. Take your time, bro. All right, guys and gals, thank you so much. For those of you out there who want to know where to find us over the weekend, on the Gilded chat, uh, subscribe to all the different places that you can find us on the About page on QuiteFrankly.tv. I urge you to become a monthly sponsor wherever it is listed on the Sponsor Us tab on QuiteFrankly.tv. There's four main options, but we're really trying to hit that very visible and public funding goal on Subscribestar. That changes a lot of things for us in a year that has already brought so much incredible change. Please help be a part of it because it's going to really start heating up in the next couple of months, especially as we start barreling into the summer and then coasting into the fall. Uh, boy, oh boy. That's all I'll say. All right, guys. All right, gals. Have a good one and good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Car Guys New England, Katie Sky, Jay Brits, and all of our wonderful gold pillars who are about to get the scratch and unleashed all over their faces. There you go. Have a wonderful Friday night. We will see you soon. There will be weekend programming on Quite Frankly TV on Sunday. But until then, have a good time. Be on the lookout for a live Twitch stream tonight with me and a couple of the guys just having a good time shooting aliens and cracking jokes. Dick jokes. Take care. <laughs>